Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Veterans Onward to Prosperity. I am your host, Master Sergeant Retired, Anna Maria Bliven. And today's episode is a continuation of information, resources, and sources, but even more than that, how do you get through a transition? Well, our guest today has gotten through his transition and did so in style. We've got to get to know Michael. So we will in just a few minutes, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Let me introduce you to Frank Sinclair. He has a business called Dream Again Business Consulting. Frank believes that you were put on this earth for a specific reason. It's his job to find out why. If we follow the natural course of your life in your story, it always leads to your purpose. Hey vets, you know who I am. This is Ranger Johnson, and I want to help you to get the VA disability rating that you deserve. And if you want to know more about the Ranger method, please go to championsforveterans.com and schedule a free consultation now. Stay in the fight! Welcome back. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Retired, Anna Maria Bliven on Veterans Onward to Prosperity. And today's guest is Michael Simon. Say hi, Mike. Hello, everybody. I just said that you were able to get through your transition. You were in this, you were a signal sergeant, right? Correct. Yeah. What did you do exactly? Well, my job is I was in the Minnesota Army National Guard, and I call us all the regular army in a sense. If you know, I was deployed for we're gone or activated for about a total of two years. We got extended our tour in Iraq. Um, my MOS was essentially I was a signal support specialist. That's basically commo or radio operator and so forth. But I did all kinds of different jobs. They kind of when we're on deployments in Iraq and different things. They will put you where they need you if you're, as long as you're capable of doing the job. Um, my favorite job when I was deployed was the last three or four months when I was the lead RTO for my shift. And what that means is I communicated with all the convoys that went in and out of our base and also with our watchtowers and our security around the point. Um, I essentially kind of ran the office and the, the communication between them and everything else Why? My supervisors, lieutenant and so forth, they were out, um, you know, doing what they needed to do. And I basically I was the front line with everybody on the shift that had questions or anything else. So Wow, that's a very important position. Yep. Well, essentially, I mean, yes, uh, being, you know, a weapon or ammunition and thing is very important. But to me, communication is the second most important thing. If you can't communicate with somebody that's not right there and they don't know what's going on. That's where accidents and tragedies happen, which we've seen in, you know, in the past, present, and unfortunately we could see it in the future. So, 
Right. So let's keep away from those accidents and keep yeah. that communication flowing. Basically, this is what you're still doing <laughs> with your enterprise. I'm excited to talk about your enterprise. But before we get to that, let's turn the clock back to when you were putting your boots away and hanging up your uniform for the last time. Okay. How did that go? Well, my story, maybe it's a little bit different. I joined the military a little later than the typical, you know, 18 to 20 year old. Um, you know, I grew up in central Missouri and back in the days, uh, my parents kind of said, you got to go to university or college or otherwise you might have limited options, which is fine. And so I followed suit and that's kind of what most, a lot of my friends did, not everybody. So I went, I came up here to Minnesota, went to school. I ended up staying here cause I like, you know, I like some things up here. I didn't know what I was going to do. I went into corporate sales because of you know, I didn't want to sit behind a desk all day. I did that until I got, you know, a few years down the road, I decided to go get my master's because I'd spent a semester abroad. I love to travel and when to transfer some of my marketing and sales skills. And about the time I was finishing that, um, we had a little event called 9-11, which I think kind of like certain events, we all know exactly where we were when we got, when we became notified of something not so good was happening. Right. Um, I made a decision then. I said, you know, what have I done for my community and our country? And really, I hadn't done a whole lot. And I always thought of joining. So this, within a year, this pushed me over the top to do it, which I'm glad I did. So I joined the National Guard. Um, military recruiters are fine. They may not tell you everything, but I kind of knew in the back of my head. Um, that was about the time Iraq was ramping up and we'd been in Afghanistan for a while that I was going to, I would have been going somewhere. Well, luckily, I guess I got to go to Iraq um, back in, we started in 05 to train up and then we got there in spring of 06 and then we ended up getting extended. I came home, went back to my civilian job and back to the drills, which everything was fine. There were some issues like with PTSD and maybe stress and everything. Um, I had a short misdiagnosis, one more, a couple of months of the VA, you know, they were doing everything, I guess, everything they could, most of them. And they found the third largest tumor. It was, you know, frontal lobe in the history of the VA. And my behavior, you know, not my intentions really changed. I mean, our lives, my wife and I's lives went upside down. And when they finally did the MRI, they found the tumor. Um, they got it out just in time. It was benign, but it was so large, it had some life-changing effects. I was blessed or lucky to get service connectivity. And a couple of things happened during that. One, I my military career was pretty much over in a sense that I couldn't really get promoted or reclass because I wanted to do some other things because um, I wasn't deployable. So I kind of made a decision then and there. I said, I'll finish it until they get me medically retired by the vice, some medical officer, excuse me, but. Um, you know, it's time to move on and do volunteer and advocacy stuff, you know, in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then that time I also made another decision once I got service connected. You know, I said, you know what, I play the corporate game for all these years in sales, which is fine. But I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial drive. I said, you know, it's time to do something different because I had an opportunity. And I did a couple of different businesses. We did a family barbecue sauce. We got up to a, you know, a fairly decent level. I learned a lot. If it was for wife's aunt and uncle, they ended up selling the recipe. But 
didn't necessarily get wealthy from it, but I learned a heck of a lot. Secondly, then I marketed pet insurance for three years. I love animals. I love dogs. You know, I got a service dog now. Um, and, and that's where I built relationships of veterinary hospitals, you know, why they should have their pets, their clients should have their pets insured. And so, because they would become their best clients, because it's, you know, it's not how much it's going to to heal fluffy. It's what can you do for fluffy? I mean, they're like our, they're like our children. They're part of the family. Oh yeah. So I did that. Um, and right around the three year mark, um, which wasn't that long after we got our adopted, our little girl, Kennedy, I had a breakthrough seizure. So I had to step down and, you know, again, no hard feelings, no burnt bridges, no nothing. It just, I couldn't fulfill the, you know, the duties of that was required. I mean, I was an independent contractor for a company. So I didn't know what I was going to do for a couple of years. I said, okay, I did consulting, did different odds and ends here and there. But I also started really focusing on my veterans advocacy and citizens with disabilities. You know, it was volunteer, but it was some great experience. You know, I contacted our state legislatures and everything. Um, so I got to do a lot of that. I mean, I got a real passion. I mean, yeah, there's some things that, you know, I we've had to fight as a family for us, but there's a lot of other folks, you know, veterans slash citizens with disabilities that have a lot worse than we do. And so I was pretty darn passionate about that. And it all comes to like being a soldier or a Marine or whatever. Um, you have to fight for what your passion or what you feel is right. And so I, I learned a lot from that. Then a couple, you know, years down the road, I had a buddy who just kept contacting me, an old coworker, and yeah, you got to take a look at this test-based nutrition thing. I said, no, I've done that, you know, that the direct sales business in the past. I said, not interested. And finally, he was persistent, and it would have been nice to see him. So I sat on and had a cup of coffee with him, and he explained the program. And I said, okay, here's the deal. I will try the products, you know. And if it works for me, then I'll look at becoming a partner, which is exactly what happened. Because it goes back to the um, the barbecue sauce and the pet insurance. I mean, besides the family barbecue sauce recipe and then the pet insurance, I will only market or sell somebody or consult on it unless if I have to believe in the product or service. Otherwise, um, it's it's impossible to do, and you know and and now that I've gotten a little bit older and wiser, I can tell when somebody doesn't believe in necessarily what they're doing. So that's how I got into this because the product and the pr program has worked wonders for me. And I've seen it work wonders for other. And that's what I'm going to promote. I How do I go it? And like I say, I'm only going to promote what I think's the best. Okay. Yeah. So we're, um, we're interested to know a little bit more about the test-based nutrition, especially in the fact that uh, we are in this pandemic period of time and uh, health is at the, for, you know, the, the front of our, of our minds um, and very much a part of our, the days and times in which we live. But we're going to do that right after these messages. Absolutely. What's the cost of freedom, life, limbs, sanity? To survive, soldiers need hope and help. Won't you help? 
pledge $22 a month to the Veterans Ranch and give hope to returning U.S. military. For details, click the link and give hope to our returning military. Just $22 a month. strategist and relationship advisor. He's the co-author of 21 Days to Success with LinkedIn. He's a guest speaker for the U.S. Army on Veteran Transition. Contact Ron at his website. Welcome back to Veterans Onward to Prosperity. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Retired Anna Maria Bliven. And on our studio, virtual studio today, we have Michael Simon. And he has been sharing with us his journey, his journey um, in and out of the Minnesota Army National Guard. And I can relate to a lot of what he was talking about because for a while in my Army career, I was also in the National Guard in three different states. It's a little different for us than the National Guard, though, because we are what's called weekend warriors. <laughs> and he mentioned something about going to drill and then having his job. Well, when you are a weekend warrior, you are a part-time military servant. So being a part-time military servant means that you have to have a full-time something, job, your own business, a way to make a living. That's what's a little different for us in the National Guard. But you'll understand, too, that there is a period of transition coming back from the war. Mm -hmm. And in his transition, he shared with us a lot of things. But now we are past that and into the present. And he's got some very interesting product to share with us. Okay. Um, essentially, I talked about test-based nutrition. And what that means is um, we help get folks in the balance. Our baseline or our core product is our balance oil, which is omega-3 um, product. Um, it gets folks in the proper ratio. Um, you know, that's how it works. And omega-3 is, there is a lot to choose from out there. I mean, you can go to the different big box stores or whatever. I'm not going to, you know, say what they are. Most of us can kind of guess. And that's wonderful. And the difference between us and other folks is ours is a one, you're going to get what you pay for a majority of the time. It's just not all the time, but a majority. And that just is what it is. And secondly, ours is a test-based solution versus a guest-based. We, based on what I've seen, the only company that really offers a baseline test that determines somebody's ratio between their omega-3 and omega-6. Um even if you're taking already taking a omega three product, um, which there's a lot of people are, which again that's wonderful. Ninety seven percent of the folks that are that take this test, um, and this is a worldwide, not just say, you know, certain states where they eat a lot of you know burgers or whatever. And I'm I love eating good food. I you know I'm not going to give up having something fun once in a while. Um, they are going to be out of range. Even folks that try to live the healthiest lifestyles, meaning they eat all the right foods, they exercise, they do those things. There's a lot of them are still going to be out of range. So only like 
maybe an average of three out of every hundred people that takes that test. I kind of knew I was going to be out of range. I suspected it. I was a little bit higher than even I thought it would be, but you can't. The only way somebody's going to know is they got to take the test. What I recommend or what we recommend when they get their test results back is they go at least minimum on our core product, which is our balance oil. You go on it for about 120 days or four months. You retake the test. Not only should you see your ratios improve significantly, which mine had did, you also might notice, and I'm going to say might, um, that some very positive side effects. Mine was because that tumor, I had tons of headaches. I had the normal wear and tear pain of the military, the body armor and stuff. And of course, you know, once you get past a certain age, a lot of us start to see those types of things. I mean, there's, you know, there's a few of the great Tom Brady's in the world who have the nutritionists and different, you know, different things, which is wonderful. But the average Joe or Jane like us doesn't necessarily have that, um, you know, tool to do that. So mine was the VA would issue and it's just, it's just the way it was. Oh, you have this pain, have that pain. Um, you know, little pill. Yeah. Take this. Yeah. And they gave me that high powered ibuprofen and I was taking three, sometimes four of those a day. Wow. Well, I learned after a while, um, and I'm not against, you know, somebody having a beer, a glass of wine, but that, you know, I would just project that could have been like having three or four beers a day. And that's probably not really good for you if you do it for a long time. Certainly not the kidneys and liver, right? Yep. And since I've been on this, I hardly ever take it. And not only that, I was addicted, you know, because they worked on my noggin. I was addicted to Ambien or sleep medication. And that was prescription. And that created, I don't think it was good. Since I've been on this, I hardly ever take one. I won't deny occasionally if I have a lot in my mind or there's something going on, I can't get to sleep, I might take one. But otherwise, I hardly ever take it. And my feeling is on prescription meds, if you, and there's a few that I'm still on for seizures, if you don't have to take them, don't, because there's a good chance they're going to create, they'll might solve a problem, but they might create two or three additional ones. And then you're end up taking other medications. And that just isn't, that's just not good. So it's done wonders for me. So. So you start with taking a test to see what your levels of your omega-3 that are in your body baseline, right? Yeah, between your omega, yeah, in omega-3 to omega-6 ratio. And omega-6 is the fatty acids, those different things. And you should have some of those in your body. And I'm not a scientist or nutritionist, but the typical ratio that they recommend, and and their companies in Xeno, it is a Scandinavian-based, and they recommend a one to three. Um. Folks that are already taking an omega-3, they're going to, you know, the, on the average, they're going to be still be 15 to 1 ratio, or like, you know, 15 omega-6 to 1 omega-3. And if you're not taking anything, there's a good chance you're going to be 25 to 1. And this is the average. Well, I was 32 to 1. I've talked to some folks who made a lot better effort than maybe I did that were even higher. Wow. And then once they went on the program, they were significantly better. And again, the talk about the benefits, there's like up to 17 things it can help with, you know, it's not going to cure the dementia or slash Alzheimer's, which is going to be the signature disease probably the next couple of decades because the baby boomers are getting older. 
it's not going to prevent that. And if you're deep in the stages, it's not going to stop it, but it could help. It could possibly help slow it down. And when I say it could, I'm not a doctor. And so no, I can't we say, can't really say for sure, but it, it there's chances it can help. It is. It could, that's a, that's a side effect. We could definitely live with, <laughs> yeah. um, and actually not just live with, but, um, seek after. I mean, I don't know about you, but I read some things about our generation and the fact that we had aluminum. We had aluminum pots, we had aluminum yeah. cans, we had aluminum in our upbringing, and it's not serving us well mentally. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, you know, I I didn't have a cell phone growing up because I'm not a young, um, you know, the big thing that we had was, I remember the big exciting thing I had was Atari 2600. I don't know if with the joysticks. Well, being an older parent, we have a young daughter, you know, they have access to iPads and cell phones and technology is wonderful, like what we're doing today. But there's also, you know, all most pros are going to have their cons, you know, they're going to have, you know, they can have their, you know, most products or services, you know, there's pros and cons. There's been rumor and I don't know. Um, you know, they say cellular phones can cause certain things to your brain. And then, of course, even for soldiers, I mean, um, I'm glad they're taking this more, much more seriously than they did for the Vietnam veterans, which are finally looking at for Agent Orange. A lot of us were exposed to burn pits over there and so forth. So we just don't know the elements. And the sad part is they don't seem to you don't find out about it until it's down the road when the damage is already done. I know. So we're going to chew, we're going to, yeah, (laughs) we're going to chew the fat over what you just said in just a minute, right after these messages. back to Veterans Onward to Prosperity. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Retired Anna Maria Bliven. And I just used the terminology that I just realized maybe what, what do you mean by chew the fat? Well, that's just another, that's from our generation, folk, mm-hmm. uh, folks. It's like just saying, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, and for a moment, we are. And, and oh, tell you what, being a veteran has got this pros and cons, just like what Michael said. It's got his ups and downs also. But you know, we also have some sideways stuff that takes place too, in the way that we have been exposed to things 
we know we've been exposed to things. We read and research about the impact that the, that exposure is having on us, our lives, our, the quality of life, and everything that surrounds that. And then we wonder why it is that where we can get our answers aren't there for us. And that brings me to 222 to save 22. We have an awesome opportunity to reverse what is taking place with military suicides. I don't know about you, Michael, but I'm really excited about this. Oh, absolutely. It's, um, it's, um, suicide, one suicide is too much, but as many as they have, it's just, it's, how do I politely say it? It's flat out unacceptable. It is totally it, unacceptable. And it's unacceptable in any case. I mean, and not only is it, you right. know, with, with COVID, public safety and public service. I mean, um, like I thank you for your service and everything, and I'll thank any veteran for their ser he or she service. Um, public safety, I just, you know, it's it's horrible what's happening with some of them. I just, I know. know. I hear about it, I feel you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a it kind of, it's a, it's a burden or a weight on me. But, every but time Michael, as you're well aware, because of all the postings and the LinkedIn and the Twitter and the Facebook and, and we're trying, we're getting the word out. And this is just the inaugural 222 mm -hmm. to save 22 special day of events taking place at the Kalahari Resort. Thank you, Kalahari Resort <laughs> in Wisconsin Dells. And we're gathering together online and on site. And it's so exciting because we have a special day of, of full of events uh, from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Just a full day of events. Think of it as a state fair, but instead of running a whole week, it's just a, a one day. Mm -hmm. But the, all the events is, is on 2-22-2save22.com. But Michael, isn't it exciting that we kind of crack the code? We know mm -hmm. that when you're transitioning you're going from a unit of people to now by yourself. And Correct. there's a, right? And then there's that factor of loneliness and isolation. And not only that, but you don't know what you don't know. Correct. So if you're not in the National Guard or Army Reserve, where you're a weekend warrior and you have a full-time job, and it's just a matter of putting your boots away and you're hanging up your uniform so you don't have to go to drill anymore, mm -hmm. and you're in a full-time military where that was your full-time job yeah. oh my goodness i'm finding out from a lot of our brothers and sisters that they're just not prepared for that and if you're in a situation of loneliness isolation you just don't know what you don't know you're overwhelmed and then who do you tar turn to you just said in the situation of the burn pits you know there's something going on there but mm -hmm. we're not getting any guidance. We're not getting any any information that would help us move forward past that. Well, the same goes for a military transition person. Correct. They're not getting any information or guidance to help them move forward. And instead, they're going in a dark place. Correct. And you and you and I, Mike, we know what that's all about. Oh, it's it's yeah. And like we said, even the the reserve or guard status. Um, it's hard. I mean, I feel, you know, I felt a big separation. I mean, I still have friends that are still in it, but, and I won't deny there are some weekends, oh gosh, I got to go to drill and even some annual training, but you know, you, you miss that constant camaraderie. And that's why I've moved into other events too, like, you know, DV winter sports clinic, 
that's where I pulled me out of my funk when I got on skis again. And now I'm working on doing triathlons. I got to have the association with veterans. It doesn't matter what generation, what ethnic background, because we're all brothers and sisters from somebody else, but we all speak a common dialect. Yes. You've got to have that connection, you know? Yeah. That community, we had that community and camaraderie and it was taken away when we were, when we left. So we have to build it back and we're going to do that with mm-hmm. Project Die Hard at McKenna, Illinois is the first location with his 10,000 square foot building and 20 acres that was given to him. They just gave him the deed and said, okay. have the home front forward operating base right here. Okay. Now, you you know what a FOB is. Of course, you 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 were in it. You you know, you you were based out of it. But how about a home front FOB? Now we're talking. Correct. And it's it's just like I say, it's just, just the association. And, you know, it's what, what, you know, I feel like, you know, it's with COVID the last couple of years, I haven't been able to spend as much lifetime or live time with some of my fellow veterans or injured warriors finally got to go back last summer, but it was kind of controlled or condensed. Um, really messed it. And, you know, that's the reason the suicides, I think, went up even more during this COVID, which is, you know, it's painful and shameful. Yes, it is. And to be honest, from 22 to over 30, we've got to put a stop to this. Correct. It's timed. It it was timed several decades ago, but we are really, this is it. Okay. When we cracked the code, we did crack the code. It's isolation. It's overwhelming. It's not knowing who to turn to and you don't know what you don't know. All of that gets taken care of with a veterans coalition working together at a single location where 12 single veterans can be housed and get employment and get treatment and get all of the resources that is possible, but also a credit and background repair because for going off the rails, they probably have some credit and background issues. And let's not forget about my fellow sisters mm-hmm. at arms. We also have some issues that need to be addressed and it will be with the veterans coalition. I'm so excited that we are all playing in the same sandbox. Can you believe it? Yep. That is absolutely <laughs> awesome. So six nonprofit organizations, veteran service, nonprofit organizations, all playing in the same sandbox. Yeah. Well, and I refer my veteran friends or community, I refer to, like I said, the DEV a couple of years ago when I was interviewed, I say, this is my family away from my family. Nothing against my family. I love my family. I love my wife. I love my daughter. Of course, I love my service dog and other, you know, animals at home, but it's my family away from my family. If I don't, I feel the disconnect. It's, it's not good. I need that. What do you call it? The recharge. And I will say one more thing about that. I mean, I went to school or went to college before and yes, I made some good friends and I had some good times, but I feel, I feel much bigger connection with my veterans. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it is, it is what it is. Well, we've got your back and you got yeah. my, I got your back, Mike, and you yeah. can feel that. And I can feel yeah. that you got my back too. And I'm sorry, but that's a community where I, I think that's unique. Correct. 
oh my goodness, I'm so glad um, that we've had this opportunity to finally get together. I know we've been kind of two ships passing in the night yeah. um, because of your schedule and my schedule, but we made it. <laughs> we finally made it. It's been so much of a pleasure to be here today, and thank you so much for having your patience and having me. So. It's my pleasure to have you, and um, I look forward to perhaps working with you and your advocacy so that we can actually make a bigger impact Absolutely. in some way. Well, thank you for being on here, and in just a few moments, I shall wrap up this episode. Don't okay. go away. I'll be right back. Hi, Jay Stoyne here for the Disability Channel. I just want everybody to know that you can subscribe to our newsletter, which comes out quarterly, offering all types of opportunities, including our employment programs for persons with disabilities and veterans. Again, subscribe to our newsletter. It's free. Stay updated. I'm Jay Stoyne. You're watching the Disability Channel. Would you like to donate to our employment programs? Please follow the link below to donate through PayPal. All proceeds go to our program. You know, I am so happy that you start started to realize as we were talking, as Michael and I were talking, that there are problems with transitioning, but there's also a solution. You heard from his journey that even being in the National Guard, you would think would not have so many problems, but yet he did. But he was resilient and he got through it. We know, sad but true, that a lot of our military brothers and sisters at arms are not that resilient. They get into that transitioning funk and they go into a dark place. Well, we want to prevent that. Michael's a veterans advocate. I have turned into a veterans advocate along with six other or five other veteran organizations and we're all advocating for the law and we're fighting a new battle for the lives of our brothers and sisters at arms. We want to see that their military transition go without going into the dark place. And I'm hoping that everybody listening to me will agree that it's time. It's time that we stop talking about the crisis and, and the problem and actually do something about it. February 22nd, 2022 is the day. It's an inaugural of the campaign and cause for 222 to save 22. Now I know there's a lot of other organizations out there that are kind of doing the same thing and, and I applaud them and I salute them and I really want to collaborate with them at some point in time. But this year at the inaugural of 222 to save 22 happens next Tuesday on February 22nd, 2022. So I'm hoping that if you want to be more involved in this and saying to yourself, I want to know more about this solution. I'm tired of losing my loved ones and my friends and, and my comrades at arms. Uh, it's time that we did something about this. Then go to 2-22-T-O-S-A-V-E-22.com 
slash events and learn about all the events taking place. But go to the other pages on that site too and learn more about this initiative to be a solution to reducing, if not possible, stopping military suicides. Until next episode of Veteran to Prosperity, where we give you more information, sources, and resources, ideas for maybe new intentions, be the best you you can be, and we'll see you again 